Oh, the hangover. Oh. It's Tuesday night. What time is it? 10.45? No, why the hell not? We're back. After a great GAF weekend. Boy, oh boy. Toledo is riling back. And proving me wrong. While Detroit falters. And the tribe keeps rolling. It's all done. In week one of high school football. We'll recap it. So bring on the college ball. And bring on another edition of All Andy Offered right here on the Anchor Network. Whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. However you're listening to us, whenever you're listening to us, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And I love you guys and welcome into this Tuesday, the 28th of August, 2018. Yes, we're doing this show a little late than usual, 10.45 at night. Uh, Tiger game just wrapped up in Kansas City. The Indians are game is getting ready to go final here in just a moment in Minnesota. They're up right now as we uh, actually are up in Cleveland right now uh, by a score of 8-1. to one. We're going to, as they go into the ninth, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, we'll recap that game for you tonight and recap the weekend that was right here on All Andy Offered in. Let's dive into it. And if you want to be a part of the show, first and foremost, you can always follow us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Alford. It is at A-L-L-A-N-D-Y-A-L-F-R-E-D. So welcome into the program. And if you want to be part of the show, use the hashtag AAA Live. So um, before I continue on this program, I want to say again, thank you for tuning into the program. And thank you for tuning into the program Last week, the NFL preview show, highest ratings that we've gotten so far on iTunes as well as on Spotify. So thank you for tuning into the program. A lot of you were listening into what my predictions and what my suggestions were going to be for this upcoming NFL season. So thank you. Like I said, thank you again for the, for the hospitality. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, well, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button. We do shows every Tuesday and Friday edition. And it will be a first Falcon Friday this upcoming Friday. Planning on doing a show and Facebook Live. So get ready for that. So uh, let's dive right into it. Got a lot to get into. Of course, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, what happened on the gridiron this weekend in the local sports scene of the OHSAA. As well as talk a little bit about the the dress rehearsal for both the Lions and also the Browns. But first and foremost, let's dive right into the diamond. And let's start, actually, we're going to start with the Mud Hens because that is the more interesting dilemma that's happening right now. The Mud Hens take three of four against Columbus and win this evening against Indianapolis. So they are in it, folks. They are in it. They're letting me eat crow right now. I tell you that much. They're taking three or four. Now, I said on 
Tuesday show last week, they would have to sweep the series against Columbus to even be competitive in making the postseason. Three of four is not that bad against a Columbus team that at the time was in front of us in the standings and still is. But we'll get into that in just a second. But let's recap. The, the last homestand for the Mudhens this year was against a four-game series against the Columbus Clippers. It started Friday night. Mudhens getting a win, 3-2. to two. Warren Sopel gets the win. He goes to 3-0 and with a 9.15 ERA. Merritt gets the loss. He goes to 1-3 with a 4.47 ERA. Houston gets the save. His seventh of the season for the Mudhens as Pete Cosma and Christian Stewart. Go Team Jacob. 21st home run of the year and Pete Cosmith, his first of the season. So the Mudhens getting a 3-2 win Friday on Saturday. It was Jason Zan's big bat helping out the Mudhens, his eighth of the season, as Jacob Turner gets the win for the Mudhens as the Mudhens cruise to a 5-1 victory. Turner now goes to 3-4 with a 3.54 ERA for the loss in Columbus. It is Jay with the loss. He goes to 5-7 with a 6.48 ERA. Um, the game on Sunday saw the Mudhens, Chad Huffman, going yard his 11th of the year as the Mudhens get a, need, a much-needed victory, 3-2 to two, over the Columbus Clippers. Volker gets the win for the Mudhens. He goes to 5-3 and three with a 2.73 ERA. Marshall, the loss for Columbus, he goes to 1-1 one one with a 1.27 ERA. Barbetto gets the save his 11th of the season. And the last game of the year... At fifth their field this year, it was the Clippers getting the better of the Mud Hens, four to two. Uh, Wilk gets the win. Adam Wilk gets the win. He goes to six and eight with a three point eight zero ERA. Tonhall gets the loss. He goes to zero and one with a four point two six ERA. Martin gets the save, his first of the year. So the Mud Hens finish up the home stand this year at fifth their field, and the record for the Mud Hens at home this year was thirty six. And 34. So a great showing for the Mud Hens. A great showing for them uh, at Fifth Third Field. Two games over 500. So a great season for the Mud Hens at home. So now they finish up on the road in Indianapolis for a three game series. A big, big, big game. Big series. Big three game series for the Mud Hens in Indianapolis. And the Mudhens tonight, they sent Matt Hall to the hill. His record was a 3-0 with a 2.28 ERA. His, he has 49 strikeouts this year. JT Brubecker for the Indians started in the game. He was 8-3 with a 3.11 ERA. And the Mudhens... Get the win. They went 4-2 to tonight. No home runs hit in the game for either team. The Mudhens getting the win. And Ringer gets the win. He goes to 5-1 with a 2.76 ERA. Magnifico gets the loss. He goes to 3-3 with a 3.46 ERA. Houston, his 8th save of the season... As the Mudhens get the 4-2 victory. So now the Mudhens will continue the series against Indianapolis. And helping their cause. Helping their cause. Was the fact. 
that at the time Columbus was losing to Louisville. But a ninth inning rally by the Clippers, and the Clippers win 7-6, does not help Toledo's chances. They don't. It helps the Clippers' chances because the Clippers, with Toledo beating Indianapolis and Columbus beating Louisville, 7-6, Columbus now overtakes in first place. But we'll get into that in just a sec. We'll look at the standings here in just a second. Uh, for the Mudhens on Wednesday afternoon, it is an afternoon game, 135. Warren Sopel, 3-0 with a 4.15 ERA. He'll take on Epler, who's 12-6 with a 3.70 ERA. Like I said, 135 start time for that one tomorrow afternoon. The concluding game Thursday, the final game in Indianapolis, we'll see Jacob Turner on the hill, 4-4 four four with a 4.04 ERA as that is who is on the hill for Indianapolis in the game. Starting on the bump for them at 7.05, it's going to be Alex McRae. He's 3-10 with a 4.47 ERA. 7.05 start time for that one at Victory Field as the Mudhens get ready for this series, against, finish this series against Indianapolis before heading to Columbus. For the final home final series of the season. So these games are very, very important for Toledo. You have to honestly take two or three against Indianapolis and hopefully take three or four against Columbus and have Indianapolis falter against Louisville to end the season. Is it possible? It can be. But anything's possible. Anything is absolutely possible. So looking at the standings, going into today's after the Mudhens victory and the Louis and the Louisville loss to Columbus, here's what the standings looks like. In the IL West, Columbus is 71 and 63 in first place. They're four and six in their last ten, but they've won two straight. Indianapolis is 70 and 64. They're a game out. Four and six in their last, and they've lost their last two. Toledo at 69 and 64. One and a half games out of first place. Seven and three in their last ten. So Toledo's getting hot at the right time. Louisville is 58 and 73. Eleven and a half out. They are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. In the IL South, Durham is at first place at 74 and 58. Norfolk, 68 and 64. Six and a half out. Doesn't look like Norfolk is going to catch. Uh, Durham, Gwinnett 66 and 67, eight and a half out. Gwinnett's not going to catch him. And Charlotte mathematically eliminated now at 61 and 72, 13 and a half games out of first place. The only one team that has clinched so far in the IL is the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. They're, they're holding the best record of all of the league at 80 and 54 in first place. Scranton, do I need to say more? Well, the division's basically clinched. So Lehigh Valley has clinched the division. Scranton, 68-64, 11 games out. Pawtucket, 64-69, and 15.5 out. Buffalo, 61-71, and 18. Rochester, 61-73, and 19 games out of first place. And Syracuse, 60-74, and 74, 20 games out of first place. So the only race that's going to be competitive and most of the I.O. will probably be watching will be the International League West. That's what it is. 
Plain and simple. Looking at, trying to find the wild card here for you guys for just a second. Here, Toledo is a game, a half a game out of a wild card spot. A half a game, folks. So there's still a mathematical chance that Toledo can get in. They'll be the wild card team that they would have to play Lehigh Valley in the first round. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. And there, you know, it's been a great season for the Mudhens. I'd like to see this season continue, and um, you know, we'll see what happens on this the uh, the final two games here in Indianapolis before heading to Columbus for four straight to end the season. We'll see. As you're listening to All Andy Offer tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Now. Thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And, um, well, let's dive in and uh, head a little north to the Motor City. A big six games against Chicago teams. And a surprise that the Tigers couldn't resist. The Tigers split the series against the Cubs. But the White Sox get three of four. Over the Tigers. As the Tigers took on the Chicago Cubs at Comerica Park, the Tigers getting a win 2 to 1 on Tuesday night in the series opener. Zimmerman gets the win. He goes to 6 and 5 with a 4.18 ERA. Hendricks the loss. He goes to 9 and 10 with a 4.04 ERA. Anthony Rizzo to homer his 19th of the season. But Shane Green gets the save, his 27th of the season. As the, as the uh, Tigers cruise to a 2-1 victory. In the concluding game of the series, John Lester on the hill. And I said this last week, Lester was going to have a dominating performance. And he was dominant at Comerica Park. He gets the win. He's now 14-5 with a 3.64 ERA. Francisco Liriano gets the loss. He goes to 3-9 with a 4.82 ERA. As the Tigers lose 8-2 to the Chicago Cubs. Anthony Baez, his 26th of the year. Anthony, um, excuse me, Baez is 26th of the season. Rizzo, his 20th of the season. And Bonatendi, his 4th of the year. So the Tigers split the series. And, and Cle uh, excuse me, and the Cubs take 3 of 4 against the Tigers this year. Remember, because it was two games at Wrigley. And two games at Comerica. So the split at home, but the Cubs take the series three games to four. So then they hosted the White Sox. And they started great for Players Weekend for the Tigers. The Tigers getting a win on Thursday afternoon, 7-2 to over the White Sox. James Shields gets a loss. He goes to 5-15 with a 4.59 ERA. As Josh Boyd gets the win, he goes to 8-11 with a 4.09 ERA. As the Tigers went yard with Nick Castellanos, his 14th. Mikey Montuk, his third. And Roddy Rodriguez, his first of the season. But Rondon also homer for the White Sox, his fourth of the year. But the Tigers cruise to a 7-2 victory. On Friday evening, the, 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 the White Sox get a big win 
as Jimenez gets rocked in the game. And he gets the loss from the Tigers. As the White Sox cruise to a 6-3 victory. Matera gets the win. He gets a 1-0 with a 7.27 ERA. Jimenez lost 4-3 with a 4.22 ERA. As the White Sox cruise to a 6-3 victory. Saturday, again, another beatdown for the Tigers. As the White Sox cruise to a 6-1 victory. Gardano, the win. He goes to 10-9 with a 5.85 ERA. Carpenter, the loss. He goes to 1-2 with a 7.25 ERA. Montuk homered in the game, his fourth of the season, and Smith homered his first of the year for the White Sox. Sunday saw the retirement of Alan Trammell and his name going onto the wall. It's about time. Tram has been one of my was one of my favorite players uh, growing up, and as a as a manager, he was never a great manager. He led the team to 119 losses. Need I say more? As a player, he was tremendous. Setting up the double play ball. Fantastic, fantastic hitter as well, too. So, great to see his name on the ball out there in left field. But the Tigers couldn't get it done because it was Kopnik's day, of course. The Phenom himself, as the White Sox cruise to a 7-2 victory. Over the Detroit Tigers. Kopnick gets the win. He goes to 1-0 with a 1.13 ERA. Zimmerman, the loss, he goes to 6-6 with a 4.38 ERA. Fry, the save, his third of the season. Patelic, his 19th of the year. And Ronnie Rodriguez, his sixth-second home run of the season. So the Tigers were in Kansas City for a quick two-game series. They were off Monday night. As the Tigers lose tonight 6-2 to the Kansas City Royals in this quick two-game series. Jindis, the win, he goes to 7-12 with a 4.53 ERA. Mardozzi homered for Kansas City, his fifth of the year. For the Tigers, Josh Boyd, the loss, he goes to 8-12 with a 4.22 ERA. Jacoby Jones homered his ninth of the season as the Tigers lose 6-2. So the Tigers will now... Play a day game tomorrow afternoon, 2.15 start time. Michael Fulmer on the hill. He is 3-9 with a 4.32 ERA. And he'll take on Danny Duffy, who's 7-11 with a 4.85 ERA. And then the Tigers head to the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees in a huge four-game series in the Bronx on Labor Day weekend. I'm looking forward to this series. Besides the four-hour games, I'm just not looking forward to it. I know Detroit's going to get their butts handed to them. Stanton, Sanchez, it's not going to be a good weekend to be a Tiger fan. Thank God I have college football to deal with. But on the other side of the, of the fence, on the other side of the lake, the Indians continue to win. And splitting the series against the white, uh, the Red Sox and doing some damage and losing 2 or 3 to Kansas City. But it was the believer on the hill on Tuesday night in 
Fenway Park. As the Indians cruise to a 6-3 victory, Bieber gets the win. He goes to 7-2 with a 4.36 ERA. Of Dondi, the loss, he goes to 5-5 with a 3.81 ERA. As uh, as Cabrera homered, his 6th of the year. Gomes also homered for the Tribe, his 12th of the year. As Brad Hand gets his 29th save of the season. Wednesday saw the Tribe getting... Their butts handed to them as they lose 10 to 4. That's right, 10 to 4 to the Boston Red Sox. Barnes, the win, he goes to 5 and 3 with a 2.62 ERA. Cookie Carrasco gets the loss, he goes to 15 and 7 with a 3.55 ERA. Edwin Encarnacion homer twice in the game, his 26 and 27th of the year. But Bogart's homer twice, his 18th and 19th of the year. And Moreland, his 15th of the season as the Boston Red Sox again cruise to a 10 victory. The concluding game Thursday afternoon saw David Price on the hill and he pitched one gem of a ball game, shutting out the Tribe as the Red Sox win 7 to nothing. Price with the win, he goes to 14 and 6 with a 3.50 ERA. Pluto the loss, he goes to 4 and 4 with a 5.09 ERA. So the Tribe split the series against the Boston Red Sox. And now they headed to Kansas City this past weekend. On Players Weekend, they lose two or three to the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City gets the win Friday night with a 5-4 victory. Peralta the win, he goes to 1-0 with a 3.32 ERA. Cody Allen the loss, he goes to 4-5 with a 4.450 ERA. Alonzo his 21st and 22nd of the year. Perez is 22nd. Dozier his Haran Dozier his seventh of the year, and O'Haran his sixth of the season for Kansas City on this Players Weekend. And I like the Players Weekend jerseys for Can- for uh, Cleveland and for Detroit and for Chicago and Kansas City. The ones I hated were Tampa Bay. Just burned the damn things. My God. Looked like Big Bird threw up all over them. On Saturday, Kansas City gets the win 7-1 over the uh Tribe Corey Kluber getting rocked in the game, having one of the bad, one of the worst outings I've seen of his in a long time. He gets the loss. He goes to sixteen and seven with the two point nine one ERA. Fulmeyer gets the win for Kansas City. He goes to two and one with the four point two one ERA. Lucas Duda, his twelfth of the season for Kansas City. But the Tribe then gets the believer himself another victory as the Tribe. Win on Sunday with Jason Kipnis hitting a inside-the-park home run in Kauffman Stadium. His 12th of the season. Encarnacion, his 28th of the year. As the Tribe cruises to a 12-5 victory. Believer gets the win. He goes to 8-2 with a 4.52 ERA. Lopez, the loss for Kansas City, goes to 0-4 with a 4.4886 ERA. Merrifield, the win, gets his, excuse me, Merrifield, his 10th of the season. Perez his 23rd and Duda his 13th of the season as Kansas City loses 12 to 5. So the Tribe opens up a two game homestand at home, a long homestand. They'll play two against Minnesota, three against Tampa Bay, and then they'll ho- and then they'll be three against the Kansas City Royals. So nine games in total. Excuse me, yeah, nine games in total. Excuse me, four games against Tampa, three against Kansas City and two against Minnesota. And they started the series tonight at Progressive Field, and Cookie Carrasco gets the win. As the Tribe wins 8-1 to tonight, that has just gone final. 
Carrasco, the winning, goes to 16-7 with a 3.38 ERA. Gibson, the loss for Minnesota, he's now 7-11 with a 3.79 ERA. No home runs hit in the game for either team. So the Tribe continues and gets back onto the winning page, their second win of the season. It will be Stewart on the Hill for Minnesota tomorrow at evening at 7.05 is Stewart. He is 0-1 with a 6.94 ERA. Pluto the for Cleveland, he is 4-4 with a 5.09 ERA. And then the concluding game Thursday, so it's three games against Minnesota, four against... Yeah, four against... Uh, excuse me, three against Tampa, and then three against Kansas City. On Thursday, the concluding game, it'll be Ardonzi on the hill. He's 5-8 and eight with a 4.38 ERA. It'll be Mike Clevenger on the hill for the Tribe. He's 9-7 and seven with a 3.30 ERA. 1-10 start time for that game Thursday at Progressive Field. Looking at some of the standings and games around Major League Baseball happening tonight. As it is now 10, almost now 11 o'clock on the East Coast. A lot of games are starting to go final this evening. At 11 o'clock this evening. As the Boston Red Sox are playing this evening. A lot of teams are playing tonight. A lot of them were off yesterday evening. Boston was at home to play Miami tonight. They win 8-7. The Reds were a winner 9-7 over the Milwaukee Brewers. The White Sox lose in the Bronx 5-4. Right now, delayed in Chicago. Top of the 10th inning, 1-1 between the Cubs and the Mets. The Dodgers were a winner tonight 8-4 over the Texas Rangers. And some game, other games that have gone final. Washington was the winner 5-4 with the Philadelphia Phillies. Baltimore gets the win 12-5 over the Toronto Blue Jays. Oakland beats Houston today 4-3. And we'll look at the standings going forward of that in just a second. Atlanta, a winner 9-5 with the Tampa Bay Rays. Pittsburgh loses to St. Louis today 5-2. And games that are going on right now. Bottom of the fifth inning, Colorado is up 2-1 on the Angels of Anaheim. Bottom seven sees the Padres right now shutting out the Mariners two to nothing in the top of the sixth inning. Arizona was is in San Francisco tied at zeros. So looking at the standings going in, going in with the Indians win and the Tigers losing tonight to Kansas City. This is what the standings look like. Cleveland still in first place right now with a record right now of with a record of 75 and 56 Minnesota is in second place at 61 and 70 14 games out of first place the Tigers are right now at 53 and 79 22 and a half games out of first place the White Sox 52 and 80, 23 games out of first place in Kansas City, 41 and 91, 34 and a half games out of first place. In the American League East right now, the Boston Red Sox have 91 wins. They're 91 and 42. The Yankees 84 and 48, six and a half out. Tampa Bay 70 and 62, 20 and a half out. Toronto 60 and 72, 30 and a half games out of first place. 
Baltimore is in last place at 39-94, and 94, 52 games out of first place. In the in American League West, Houston is in first place, even though they lost today to Oakland. Oakland is at 81-53, and 53, a game and a half out of first place. And the Astros, 81-51. and 51. Seattle, 74-57, and 6.5 out. The Angels of Anaheim are 64-68, and 68, 17 games out of first place. And the Texas Rangers are 23 and a half games out of first place at 58 and 75. Looking at the senior circuit, Atlanta still in first place at 74 and 57, now getting a comfortable lead in first place. As Philadelphia is now 70 and 62, four and a half games out of first place. Washington 67 and 66, eight games out of first place. I don't think the Nats are going to catch up. It does not look like they're going to catch up. The Mets, 58 and 73, 16 games out of first place. The Marlins, 58, 53 and 80, 22 games out of first place. And the Amer- National League Central sees the Cubs in first place at 77 and 53. St. Louis now overtaking Milwaukee right now at 74 and 58, four games out of first place. Milwaukee at five and a half out at 73 and 60. The Pirates are 64 and 68, 14 games out of first place, and the Cincinnati Reds are 57 and 75, 21 games out of first place. So the National League West three race, three team race reminds me of the IL West. Arizona's in first place at 72 and 59. Colorado 71 and 60, a game out. The Dodgers are a game and a half out at 71 and 61. San Francisco 66 and 67. Seven games out of first place, and the San Diego Padres rounding it out are 50 and 83. 23 games out of first place. The wild card race looks like this the Yankees are in first place at 84 and 48, four and a half games up in the wild card position. Oakland is 80 and 53, holding the second wild card position. Seattle 74 and 57, five games out. Tampa nine and a half games out at 70 and 62. So it's between Seattle and Oakland to see what happens with that. Uh, nationally, the, the Cardinals holding the first position, game and a half up on the wild card position at 74 and 58. Milwaukee is 73 and 60, holding the second wild card position. The Rockies are 71 and 60. Colorado is out by a game. The Dodgers a game and a half out. And the Phillies two and a half games out of a wild card position. So the wild card races are starting to face up now. And I'm starting to like this race in the in the um, National League West. As well as the American League West. And I said it earlier in the season. I will say it again. I saw Lucas Sigerson uh, this past weekend at the German American Festival. Uh, and I and I said it. I said it to him again and I will say it to you again. I don't think the I don't think the Astros are going to make the playoffs this year. I have that strong strong feeling that Seattle and Oakland are going to make that run and they're going to upset the defending champions. I will stick by that. I will stay on that till the till I am till till they prove me wrong. And their their stretch run it's going to be difficult. Their stretch one is going to be difficult. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you play the games on the field. We'll see. As you're listening to All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be 
iTunes, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Google Podcasts, Podcast Now. Thank you for tuning into the program. And however you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, and whenever you're listening to us, thank you for tuning into the program this evening. So uh, we've hit the diamond. Let's hit some pigskin. The final, the dress rehearsal for this season of the NFL happened this past week. So I didn't know that the Indians and the Phillies were playing each other at First Energy Stadium this past Thursday night. That's right, I said that right. I didn't know the Padre, the the Phillies were playing the the Indians on Thursday night, last Thursday. A nationally televised game. And you only put Five points up on the board for the dress rehearsal. I said that right. And if you watch the game, like I watched the game, you know, you got a lot of takeaways. I think Nick Chubb's going to be a starter. Plain and simple for the for the Browns. 14 touches for 46 yards. He averaged 3.3 yards a carry. The Browns won five to nothing over the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles, thirteen for seventeen, one twenty-seven, no touchdowns, two ints. That's what caused a lot of this uh, for Philadelphia. A lot of turnovers in this game. So did Baker Mayfield. He had his first int. He went eight for twelve for seventy-six yards. Uh, Smallwood hat for the. Eagles had 12 touches for 53 yards. He averaged 4.4 yards a carry. Total yards for the game, the Eagles had 263. The Browns had 256. Uh, Passing yards, the Eagles had 162 yards on the air to the Browns' 120. But on the ground, the Browns had 138 on the ground and 101 for the Eagles. So the run game was there. For the Browns this this past stress rehearsal. And there's a lot of takeaways that you could take out of this. A lot of takeaways. Um, for me, the, the fact that, you know, it's Tyrod Taylor's team. Plain and simple. It's Tyrod's team. And the fact that you know, he struggled. You know, the team struggled. You know, it says a lot. Studfield, the backup for Nick Foles in this game, went 11 for 21 for 72 yards. For Tyrod in the game, he was 11 for 16 for 65 yards. Not that bad. Not bad, bad. Carlos Hyde had seven carries for 45 yards. In the receiving core, Higgins, two catches for 27 yards. C.J. Board, four catches for 33 yards for the Browns. Jacarons Landry, three catches for 23 yards. David Kujoku, four catches for 25 yards. So the Browns, you know, the receiving core was there. You know, and their defense was strong in this game. Completely, completely strong. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, 
This is it right here. The The main roster is pretty much set. Now we're setting up for cuts. Coming up. Setting up for cuts. But the Lions finally get a preseason win. They had to do it against Lisa's Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they got the win on national television. As they win 33-30 over Tampa Bay. Stafford went 9 for 18 for 113 yards. No TDs, no, I, no INTs. Griffin 8 for 11 for 100 yards. One TD pass in the game. Barber, 5 catch, five touches for 34 yards. One TD. LeGarrette Blunt, 11 carries for 45 yards. CJ uh, Blair Powell, 6 catches for 45 yards. Kurt Jones, 1 catch, 37 yards. And the Lions came back in the fourth quarter, putting up 20 points on the board. Jake Rudock, 9 for for 12 for 58 yards, 1 TD pass. Matt Castles, 7 for 11, 60 yards, 1 TD. Akeem Abdullah, 7 carries for 30 yards in the game. Like I said, Powell was the big yardage. For six catches for 45 yards. Um, Lucas, four carries, four catches for 24 yards. The one TD pass. Marquez, one touch carry, will catch three yards for a touchdown in the game as the Lions get a 33-30 victory. Some standouts in the game. For me, Stafford is still taking too much time in the pocket. Taking too much time, and the offensive line is struggling to give him that pocket to throw. So, the Lions have some work to do, and they get the they've got the Browns this week in the final preseason game at Ford Field. So anything can happen. Anything can happen. We'll see. Other NFL games, Carolina was a winner 29-14 over the New England Patriots. The Giants were a winner over the Jets 22-16. Denver, a 29-17 win over the Washington Football Club. Seattle loses to Minnesota 21-20. Green Bay getting spanked in Oakland 13-6. Kansas City was a loser to Chicago 27-20 in Week 3. The Rams losing to Houston uh, actually the Rams beating Houston 21 to 20 Pittsburgh beating up on Tennessee 16 to 6 San Francisco 17 Indianapolis 23 Jacksonville a 17-6 win over Atlanta Baltimore a winners 27 to 10 over the Miami Dolphins the Chargers losing to New Orleans 36 to 7 Cincinnati getting the win 26 to 13 and how about the fans in Buffalo giving Andy Dalton the standing ovation for helping the Bills get back to the playoffs absolutely fantastic to see absolutely fantastic to see and then of course Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys struggling on Sunday night football as they lose to Arizona 27 to 3 so now we are in Cut week. This is it right here, folks. Final preseason games look like this. Miami is in Atlanta. Indianapolis is in Cincinnati. New England is in New York to take on the G-Men. Philadelphia is taking on the New York Jets. Washington is in Baltimore. Carolina is in Pittsburgh. Jacksonville 
is in Tampa Bay. Buffalo is in Chicago. Dallas heads to Houston for the Battle of Texas. The Rams head to New Orleans. Minnesota is in Tennessee. Green Bay travels to Kansas City. Denver is in Arizona. The Chargers head home. They'll actually they'll hit the road. They'll play San Francisco. And Oakland is in Seattle. Like I said, the final game for both the Lions and the Browns as they both play each other on Thursday night on the NFL Network. Baker Mayfield to start the game for the Browns so far is what Hugh Jackson is reporting. So now uh, we dove into the NFL spectrum. Let's dive into, let's actually dive into the high school perspective as the OHSAA was in session. So let's dive into that a little bit here in the Ohio, Northwest Ohio region. Some scores to pass along to you for this one. In the Three, three Rivers Athletic Conference, Anthony Wayne was a winner 42-10 to 10 over St. Uh, Francis. Bowling Green a 15-8 win over St. John. Central Catholic beating up on Bishop Hartley of Columbus 42-17. Uh, Lima Senior losing to Claymount Northmount 56-13. Hillier Brantley gets the win 34-28 in overtime over the Finley Trojans. Springfield, a winner 30-29 over Fremont Ross. Whitmer getting a 41-10 over Canton Glen Oak. The big surprise for me is then out of the uh, Northern Lakes League, Defiance getting a win 35-21. That was not really a big surprise, but Dublin Coffin beating the heck out of Perrysburg 42-21. to 42-21. Unbelievable. Southview was a winner 17 to 14 over Middleton, Michigan. And then you had the Way Indians for the first time in a long time beat the Northview Wildcats 20 to 12. And how about Bowser beating Maumee 14 to 7? Clay getting the win 48-12 over Rogers. Clyde getting the win over Start. Really shocking me. 27-24. Woodward losing to Delphi St. John's 50-13. And Scott 50. Ann Arbor Gibraltar Richards 35. In the Northern Buckeye Conference, Genoa was a winner 28-0 over Columbus Bishop Reddy. Gibsonburg a winner 20-14 over Elmwood. Lake getting a 20-19 win over Patrick Henry. Uh, Northwood was a winner 49-7 over Woodmore. Oak Harbor 18-0 shutting out Fostoria. Otsego was a winner 37-21 over Evergreen. Ottawa Glandorf was a winner 21-19 over Eastwood. And Swanton getting a 34-29 win over the Rossford Bulldogs. In the uh, Northern Buckeye Conference looks like this. Archbold was a winner 24-7 over Hicksville. Uh, uh, no, just I already just talked about the North, excuse me the Northwest Ohio Athletic Conference excuse me um, league excuse me Archibald was the winner twenty four seven over Hicksville Fairview a thirty four thirty one over Wasion and other no, notable game Liberty Center a winner thirty five to three over Tenora so those games in the OHSAA in the Northwest Ohio region. Games to you know to be interested in looking out for. Um, 
so we're into week two of the high school spectrum. And for me, it'll be interesting to see, you know, after week one, what's going to happen going forward. So we'll see what happens. As you're listening to all Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, However you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, whether it be iTunes, whether it be Google Podcasts, whether it be Spotify, thank you for tuning in to the program tonight. Well, let's talk about it. The article that has me in an uproar, and it's by the one and only Dave Briggs. So, to dive in a little bit of this, Dave Briggs wrote a fantastic piece in Monday's edition of the Toledo Blade the t- entitled, The Time is Now for Jenks to Succeed. And he noted six things I think about the 2018 Bowling Green team with a quote-unquote Red hot beneath the seat of Coach Mike Jenks. So let me let me read you some of this to you guys. If you haven't seen the article, you can always go on to Dave Briggs' Twitter account. But I wanted to pull this up. I, I have the paper to save this too. Number one, nobody's asking Jenks to build Rome. They're asking him to build a competitive Mac football team. Which is why year three has made is a make or see a later season. I agree with that. And he says right here, halfway through the five-year, $2.1 million deal with only six wins in two years. Is that really worth $2.1 million? Six wins? No. And he believes that five wins is needed to continue for Mike Jenks this season. Five wins. I could see that, but I I need six. I need six wins. Or he is gone. Plain and simple. Dave Briggs wants six. I five. I want six. So I agree with that. His second quote: "There is no more excuses." Yes, former Falcon coach Dino Babers left a couple old mugs in the cupboard, but Jenks is now has three recruiting classes to replenish them. Remember, he's got five arrests this off season from his recruits, including. Some firings of coaches. Ten of the 18 four-year players introduced on signing day in 2016 have since left town and as have eight players from the 2017 class. Said it again. Got to do this better. All right, here it is. 
Number three, Bowling Green's schedule does have has no favors, and that's the damn truth. You open the season in Oregon. You have your home opener against Maryland, and then you go to the SEC and you play Georgia Tech. Not to mention. Not to mention you got to go to UT and play it for their homecoming. And how the fact that Maryland is a shatter of its old self with no head coach on administrative leave for the whole allegations. They could possibly win that game. And God, they need to win that game. They have to win that game. He had five, being the season will turn on turn on single Saturday. The Falcons league opener against Miami, and Miami is a pushover, but they need to win. If they lose that game, that's it. Let's talk a little bit more in this article as well, too. Uh, even half that kind of improvement would be. This is the last one. Even half that kind of improvement would conservatively mark the big. Advantages advancement since the discovery of the incandescent light bulb and save Jenks. If this all plays out, now Jared Doug is the first true freshman quarterback to start at BG in the last 35 years. And he he's a real deal, and he's going to start against against Oregon. This upcoming Saturday, 9 o'clock on the Pac-12 network, or head to your local bar, or the Watch ESPN app, or probably it's going to be more on FS1 or FS, FS Go. But I will say it again, he has to have a six-win season, or he's out, in my opinion. You cannot have... This kind of a recruitment class and how crappy it has been. On how crappy it has been. You can't have this. You absolutely cannot have this. It's an embarrassment to your program that was built so up with Dave Clawson. Winning the MAC championship. Getting to MAC championships in consecutive years with Clawson, with Babers, and now with Jenks, the program has slid into disarray. And I will be there for the home opener, folks. We will be there on September 7th for the whiteout as Maryland comes a calling. So we'll see what happens. But on Friday's edition of All Andy Over, we'll break down the top 25 games. And you'll hear my predictions and my upset picks for the week one of college football. A great slate of games headed this weekend for the opening weekend of the college football season. As you're listening to All Andy Over tonight, right here 
on the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, however you're listening to us and wherever you're listening to us. And whenever you're listening to us, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. Uh, little news and notes around the NHL um, and also ECHL. The walleye did get a signing today. Hodges, out of formerly a Cleveland monster, signed with the Toledo walleye. He had 82 games played, 3 goals, 4 assists, 8 points in total with 46 penalty minutes last year alone. So Hodges moves up, moves actually down from the AHL down to Toledo, and he is a signing for the Wally. We got a couple more player announcements yet to come for that. Um, looking at some of the other news and notes, uh, Max Pacioretty hasn't has hasn't signed the contract extension with the Montreal Canadiens. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, as well as. Um, let's see here. Uh, tickets went on sale to the public for the 2019 Bridgestone Winter Classic at Notre Dame Stadium. Yes, tickets went on that are going on sale for that on ticket exchange went on sale on the 28th which is today at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster through either the Bruins or the Chicago Blackhawks page. So, you want to go to the Winter Classic. It's at Notre Dame Stadium outdoors. That'll be a beautiful venue to see an outdoor hockey game. We'll see. As you're listening to all Andy Alford tonight, right here on... The Anchor Network. So we're now getting into the end of the program tonight, and um, and it's time for Andy Rance. But of course, tonight Andy Rance is not going to be an Andy Rance where I'm going to yell because we're so late at night. But it's more of a thank you, thank you to the forty thousand fan people that came out this past weekend. Yes, forty thousand people came out. Enjoyed the potato pancakes, enjoyed the the Weisswurst and the Noonbergs and the potato salad, enjoyed the pork hocks and the pommes frites and the funnel cakes, and of course beer and the lots and lots of beer came out to the German American Fest out there in Oakshade Grove. Thank you for coming out, supporting the German American Society, and you know having fun camaraderie the biggest festival of this area it is a fantastic festival to volunteer for fantastic to be a part of you know I dabbled into it I mean I this is my third year working it was my third year working and I'll be working it of course next year we already wanted to make mention of that before I continue on I want to thank uh, Raymond Bruckmeyer as well as Hope Bruckmeyer for their hospitality this past weekend and helping not only me and Amanda out with uh, with helping them out with working the tent but also helping us out by hanging out and getting a chance to get to know them a lot more better a lot better and um, you know this show is dedicated to all 
those of you who have gone out to the gaff and who have worked the gaff and who love it as much as I love it, thank you for coming out and being a part of it. And we'll see you guys next year for the German American Fest, of course. But I do want to make mention of this too. A lot of you were asking me how I did in the pretzel eating contest. Yes, Saturday evening had a little bit of a debacle, couldn't get it registered in time, did not get a chance to be a part of it. But I would like to make mention of this too. To the guy who runs the pretzel eating contest, you should look into the contestants you're putting on stage because all seven competitors, no, excuse me, six competitors, four out of the six competitors were drunk. Absolutely drunk. They could not sit still on the stage they couldn't move they were moving back and forth the guy who won it i i congratulate him for it but um next year i'm going for it and um i'm looking forward to the gaff next year and um but to the guy who runs the runs the pretzel eating contest and by the way you put it on facebook and there's only six of us that sign up for it and i was one of the six that signed up but i didn't get a chance to stand on the stage are you kidding me absolutely unbelievable just shaking my head here folks But yes, to all those that came out to the gaff and to those that, you know, work it and volunteer for it, thank you. And this show is dedicated to you this week. This show tonight is dedicated to you. And all the shows are dedicated to you, the fans. Because you that subscribe and you that put on this, you that pass this show on to your friends... Say, hey, take a listen to this guy. He's actually, you know, pretty good. Thank you. And I want you to be a part of the show. Always be a part of the show. By following me on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. And we're going to be building up a Facebook page as well, too, so that when we do Facebook live shows, which will be coming up on Friday, the first Falcon Friday show, of course, of the season, we'll... uh, We'll get to see the chance. You'll get to see the show, and you'll get to have, you know, be interactive. So yeah, that'll be interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. So thank you again for tuning in to the program, and thank you for tuning in tonight, and thank you for everything this past week uh, for the NFL show and the high ratings, and thank you for tuning in to the program tonight. Until. Friday night. This is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. And keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams that you root for at home, and to my teams, the Tigers, the Indians, the Mudhens, come on, Toledo. Keep up the good work. The Mudhens, the Walleye, the Blue Jackets, 
Ohio State football, and Bowling Green football as well as Michigan State. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great week, rest of the week, everybody. I'll see you on Friday for a Friday Falcon Friday edition of all Andy Alford. Love you guys. Talk to you guys next. Uh, talk to you guys on Friday. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor.